Welcome to the Online Store Success Podcast with me, Jody Minto. If you have or are planning on launching your very own online store, you are in the right place, my friend. I'm your host, Jody Minto, an award-winning e-commerce mentor, online fashion business owner, and speaker based on the central coast of New South Wales. I started my own online fashion store from scratch as a side hustle when I was working full-time in the corporate world, juggling young children and living in the Middle East. Today, that side hustle is a seven-figure-a-year online fashion brand with stockists and customers all over the world. Join me each week for real talk, lessons and strategies that I used in order to build up Island Co. to the million-dollar-a-year business it is today. The lessons and strategies I share with you each week will help you build and scale your very own successful e-commerce fashion business too, because I know how my life has changed for the better after launching my own business, and I want the same for you. Hello and welcome to Online Store Success with me, Jodie Minto. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we are covering part two of our mini series, The Five Steps to Launching Your Own Online Store. In the previous episode, we talked all things manufacturing your product or sourcing ready-made products to sell. Now, if you haven't listened to that and you're still looking for products to sell, do go back and, and listen to that episode. But today I am talking to you about building your audience and your brand so that you're not just launching to nobody, that you have hopefully worked to build up an audience ready to launch to. All right, let's get started, shall we? So let's first chat about your brand. A brand isn't just a pretty logo, colors, fonts, it's rather the whole ethos of your business. It's your values. It's an overall feeling that your customer has when they work with you. The future definition by Marty Numa is a brand is not a logo. A brand is not a product. A brand is not a promise. A brand is not the sum of all impressions it makes on an audience. A brand is a result. It's a person's gut feeling about a product, service or company. It's in their heads and in their hearts, and a brand is your reputation. I want you to think about some brands that you know and admire, and often it's not the brand's products that we remember them for. It's often their stories. It's their values. It's what they are all about. For example, I'm a huge fan of Jane Lou from Showpose. Now, when I think or see Shopo, I think of Jane Lou and I think of her story, how she started her business and has scaled it to this wildly successful online fashion store. Now, Jane and Shopo don't just sell their own brand, they sell other brands and they have a really wide range of different products. I don't specifically think when I think or hear of Shopo, a particular product that they sell, but rather I think of their, them as a brand and, like I said, of the founder's story. Think about other brands, big brands that you admire. Uh, you know, Apple, Nike are all really obvious ones. You know, Apple, you know, when you think about Apple, you think about Steve Jobs, you think about constant innovation, sleek, desirable products, um, always ahead of the, of the rest. However, that's my personal affiliation. That's my personal thoughts of the brand. It might be different for you. And that's the thing about brand. It's it's different for every single customer that you have. So building a brand 
obviously is going to take time and it's going to be different for everyone and every customer. However, you need to think about your values as a, as a brand and, um, and what you stand for and what it is that you offer and how that you are different. Like I said, it's not just all of the pretty logos and things like that, which we often get stuck down a bit of a rabbit hole <laughs> focusing on when we first launch. It's a much bigger picture than that. And we've got to make sure that we have a solid understanding ourselves around what our brand is and encompasses so we can clearly articulate that to our audience and attract the right customers to us. So it's really important to think about your brand as a, a whole experience, not just the aesthetics. Now, let's touch on the audience. So you've got to get really clear on who it is that you're actually serving. Who is your ideal customer that will want to come back to your business time and time again? Getting really, really clear on this and then aligning it with your brand is super, super crucial because without a clear idea of who it is that you're serving, you'll find that you end up serving absolutely no one. Getting clear on who your ideal customer is, is also like your brand. It will actually evolve with time because often in the very beginning when you launch your online store or any sort of business, you don't have a lot of data to go back and check who is in fact buying from you. It happens over time. So when you first launch your business, you almost have to guess who your ideal customer is um, and create this fictional persona that leads you uh, when you're making important business decisions, whether it's manufacturing or purchasing product or whether it's, you know, the caption that you're about to use on a social media post or that ad copy you're writing or that email marketing that you need to write. Knowing and, and targeting your all of your efforts towards this one ideal customer is really, really important so that when your ideal customer sees that marketing, they know it is in fact for them. Now, like I said, it's something that will evolve with time. For Island Co., for example, I started um, Island Co. with a clear idea of who I was targeting, who was a 33-year-old single lady that lived in Bondi, which is far from who I actually now serve. I'm more so um, serving the 50-year-old lady who is buying a piece to wear to an event or a wedding, for example. Um, so I only knew that, though, after being in business for a period of time and then going back and, and digging into my analytics to getting in, in order to get more information about who it was I was, in fact, actually serving. So those two elements are really, really important, and that's part two of our five-step process. Let me jump over to... Uh, step number three. So step number three is deciding on tech. Now, I know many online store owners start their businesses because they are passionate creatives. They've got a vision. They don't necessarily envision themselves becoming masters of technology and uh, often want to bury their head in the sand. But we will need to rely on tech to run an online business. I know it's obvious, but it does sometimes come as a surprise to people that I work with. So the first thing you will need to do is register your URL. I use GoDaddy. There's a bunch of different uh, places you can go and re register your, your domain name. 
Um, I want you to look at different options, including registering the incorrect spelling of your domain name and then having it redirected. So, for example, my business is called Island Co. and it's Island without the S. Now, Island Co. with the S wasn't available, which is basically why we are Island Co. without the S. Um, and frustrate it's kind of frustrating now but at the same time I think you know what there's brands like Cuba which um, you know it's not easy to spell or pronounce and you know we just get on with it but if if Island Co with the S was available I would register that but I've also registered islandco.com.au um, and any other sort of variations that I can get first of all in case a customer types it incorrectly I can then set up a redirect so if they type in the incorrect URL, they will be redirected to the correct one, but also too so that no other people can grab it and then, you know, in years to come try and sell it back to me or something, you know, hold me hostage. So um, it's definitely worth investigating and I would suggest not getting too stuck on a, on a brand name until you've started searching whether or not that URL is available because there's nothing worse than having this awesome name that you've come up with only to find that someone else has registered it and already doing it. So that's the first part of the tech that you need. But the second uh, tech decision you will need to make in order to launch your e-commerce platform, and the most important in my opinion, is what e-commerce platform you will use to uh, host this store and to manage it. And I personally highly recommend Shopify. Shopify is the global standard for e-commerce platforms for those that are serious about business. And there's a number of reasons why. It's super easy to manage yourself. It's easy to find experts if you need help, you know, on, on different freelancing sites like Fiverr.com, um, things like that. It also works seamlessly with other supporting tech that you will need to rely on, especially as your business grows, including connecting your Facebook pixel, your Google Analytics pixel. If you want to have Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, all uh, as sales channels connected to your website, Shopify does all of this super, super easily. There's different plans available depending on where you're at in your business journey. And they also have live chat, which is amazing. So you can jump online at 24 hours a day and chat to someone if something's going amiss. Also, Shopify has the Shopify app store. So there's a bunch of different apps and plugins that you can easily add to your store in order to bolster the functionality. So for example, if you want, uh, we have a spin the wheel list building uh, pop-up that comes onto our Island Coast site. That's a, that's a Shopify app called Privy that we have plugged into the store. So you can then customize and, and, um, Flash, up, flash out your store with all of these supporting apps. Now, there are other options, including WooCommerce, Squarespace, Wix. Uh, someone today on a webinar of mine told me that they use uh, GoDaddy's website and asked whether or not I, I would recommend that. I don't know it, so I can't personally speak, but I can imagine as her business grows and she wants to add things like the Facebook pixel or, um, you know, different levels of um, shopping cart experiences and pop-ups and things like that, that it would probably become quite um, limiting in what she can do with that store. So do your research and pick one that you want to use for the long term. You don't want to have to go and rebuild your site in 18 months when you realize you know, it, you can't do the thing that you wanted to do with that Wix site or that Squarespace site. So 
do your research up front. Like I said, I highly recommend Shopify. I'm in it and living it every single day um, and and have coached hundreds of women over the years, often where they come to me with a WooCommerce site and go, oh, my Facebook ads, is, you know, Pixel's not working. And, and often there's no workaround and they end up rebuilding on Shopify. So that is the uh, number two part tech part that you'll need. And like I said, I think the most important decision. Then you will need to consider which uh, CRM uh, software or your that email capture software that you will plug into it. And I highly recommend Clavio or Clavio, um, however you prefer to pronounce it. <laughs> K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, if you haven't heard of it before. I'll pop it in the show notes as well. Um, it's partners perfectly with Shopify and provides so much analytics and customization and data that you will see much more about your customers inside of uh, Clavio than you would in, say, Shopify. It's also where you'll send out your email marketing. It's also where you set up those automations like abandoned carts when someone has an, uh, you know, has registered on your site previously and then they go onto your site and and start the checkout process and then abandon the cart, then that Clavio system will then start sending them emails trying to encourage them to come back and finish that purchase. So Clavio, like I said, is, is highly recommended. There's ones uh, like MailChimp, different things like that. But you'll need one of these email capture or CRM tools from day one of launching your site because that's where you'll capture people's email addresses. You can't really send nice marketing emails direct out of Shopify. Now, once you've got all of those tech decisions and, and all in order, it's time to then make sure you have all the different tracking codes and systems plugged into your store. Like I said, from day one so that you can go back and retarget anyone um, later on. So Google Analytics and your Facebook Pixel, even if you're not planning on running Facebook ads for a little while, is crucial to have active on your site from day one. So you're capturing data and analytics from the very get-go because while, I, like I said, you might not be wanting to even look at the analytics for a little while, um, the, if you decide, you know, in 12 months' time, oh, I'm going to plug that in and I want to check my analytics, it only starts from the day that you activated it, you've plugged it into your store. So if you've plugged it in a year ago, at least you've got a lot of information you can go back and check and get insights into your business. So Google Analytics will track users on your site, including which page they landed on, where they exited, how long they looked around for. It will also give you a snapshot of the demographics of the visitors to your online store, including location, interest groups, even the type of device they used to um, visit your store. The Facebook pixel will also track similar data, but also enables you to create custom audiences based on those visitors, their interactions and what steps they've taken. You can even retarget certain people that have just visited, say, one particular product or collection page. Um, so we have, for example, kimonos. If I wanted to retarget kimono page collection visitors, I can set that up as a custom audience inside of Facebook, but only if I've got that pixel installed um, in order to do that. So. Deciding on those tech elements, I mean, it might feel overwhelming, but once you've made the decision and then you've familiarized yourself with the programs, you will find uh, it's it's not as scary as it sounds. So these uh, tech platforms are something that I um, help people with through my program, Online Store Success. I even have tutorials, video walkthroughs, 
tips, tricks, hacks on how to manage these systems uh, the be- in the best way possible and with as much ease as possible. So if you're interested in knowing more about that and about working with me, go on over to onlinestoresuccess.com and uh, if it's not open for enrollment when you're listening to this, pop your name on the wait list and it won't be too far away. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode on the final part of this mini series on the five steps you need to take to launch your online store. We are going to cover your winning website and also then driving traffic to your website. So we will cover that next week and I cannot wait to share it with you. Have an awesome week. Thanks again for joining me and I will see you and talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with Jodie Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jodie Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodieminto.com. Thanks again and best of luck with your store. Oh, 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 oh,